Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times and today we're looking at the rapture. So what is the rapture? Well, the rapture of the church is an event in the future which occurs in the end times when God gathers all living believers of Jesus from the earth to meet Jesus in the air without having to die. This will transpire through an instant change from mortal to immortality as we are caught up at the sound of the last trumpet. Paul gives descriptions of the events in his epistles. Following are just a couple of examples. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Another passage by Paul describing this event is found in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15:51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. You know, the word rapture is not found in Scripture. The Greek word translated caught up in verse 17 is harpazo. Its meanings are to seize, carry off by force, to seize on, claim for oneself eagerly, or to snatch out or away, meaning to remove, seize, or take away. According to W.W. W. Skeet's Etymology of the English Language, the word rapture was coined by William Shakespeare. The English word rapture that he coined means to be transported by a lofty emotion or ecstasy. So even though the actual word does not appear in the Bible, the concept is still in Scripture, so it's still a legitimate word to use as a description for the event. The early church fathers used the description translation to communicate God's removal from earth of a living person in order to be brought into God's presence. This description actually applies to Enoch. Hebrews 11.5 By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Elijah is also believed to have been raptured. This event is captured in 2 Kings 2, 2 Kings 2.11. As they were going along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw Elijah no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. So it's clear to me that the rapture is not a vague concept, but is clearly laid out in Scripture. What is not quite so clear is the timing. There's actually four basic views of the timing of the rapture. First, there's the pre-tribulation view, which means the church is raptured before the seven-year tribulation begins. Second, there's the mid-tribulation view, which means the church is raptured in the middle of the seven years. Third, there is the post-tribulation view that the church is raptured at the end of the tribulation before the millennial reign of Christ begins. And then fourth, there's the pre-wrath rapture, which means the church is raptured before God's wrath is poured out. We will begin to look at these in detail next time. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. 